What's that in the sky? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Top Geekly! Holy Heisenberg, geeks and geekettes. Welcome to Talk Geekly, your weekly stop for all things geek culture. Tom here, the resident Kryptonian, and I am so excited to jump into another awesome episode. Now, before we go on, I just want to thank you so much for stopping by, hanging out, and continuing down this journey with us here at Talk Geekly as we go through some growing pains trying to find our space in this crazy, geeky world. So once again, thank you for stopping by. Thank you for tuning in. And let's let's not even wait anymore. Let's jump in to what's going on this week. This week in Geek. So just this week, we got the first bit of news coming out of the Ghostbusters Afterlife Camp in quite a while. And it was actually in the form of a really cool little trailer featuring Paul Rudd and one of the most iconic Ghostbusters characters in a long, long time. That, of course, being the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. But not the Stay Puff Marshmallow Man that we've all known for quite some time. This was actually a much cuter, kind of a mini puffed. And I gotta say, I was stoked to see this new take on the character. And of course, I'm not surprised that there will be toys because that's just kind of how things are done most of the most of these days. Uh, these little cute little Stay Puff Marshmallow guys in the trailer are all basically killing each other. I mean, there's a moment where they're roasting one on, you know, they're, they're making s'mores and they've got one of the little Stay Puff guys laying on a, a, a graham cracker with a piece of Hershey's chocolate above them and they're just torching them. And then there's even a moment where they kind of skewer two of them and have them roasting over a barbecue fire. A really, really funny trailer. And I am still very, very excited to see what happens with this next installment in the Ghostbusters franchise, which of course is still currently slated to come out November 11th, 2021. In a galaxy far, far away, you Star Wars fans don't have to wait much longer to get your hands on a legitimate lightsaber replica. Now, I'm not talking about one that's gonna be able to melt doors and chop off hands, but apparently during a recent press conference for Disneyland's new Avengers Campus, Josh D'Amato, the chairman of Disney Parks, actually ended the presentation with the reveal of a brand new collectible lightsaber and from some of the people who actually attended the press conference, they said this is not just some giant light up stick attached to a neat looking hilt. In fact, it's the holy grail of replica sabers, one that can fully extend and retract its blade. To me, that sounds hella dope. I'm so used to having the ones where you kind of like flick it and then the blade pops out, it lights up and then you flick it back and it comes back in. But most of the time when you go to flick it back, that doesn't work. So you got to kind of stuff it down. I think this is awesome. I think most Star Wars fans have definitely been waiting for a legitimate retractable, retractable blade. 
and it does seem like this is probably going to become available at Galaxy's Edge. So it's definitely gonna come with a hefty price tag. Now, if you've been a listener of this show for quite some time, then you know that I'm not a huge fan of remakes, but I felt like this bit of news was definitely something worth talking about. And it looks like Bloomberg is reporting that Sony is moving forward with another remake of The Last of Us. Now this of course will be for the PlayStation 5, but it turns out that they're looking to actually incorporate some of the feature gameplay changes as well as graphical, sorry, improvements that were part of The Last of Us Part 2. I think that's rather interesting. I think that can definitely make this remake worth giving it some attention. However, I feel that there's still something we need to think about here is that with this next generation of consoles, we have yet to get that big breakout hit. And if we're gonna continue to just worry about remakes, will we ever actually get that big breakout hit? I don't know, how do you feel? Please let me know in the comments. But once again, Sony is bringing us The Last of Us again. Now, of course, geeks and geekettes, you can always find more news over on Facebook. That, of course, is at Talk Geekly, where we try to drop some fresh news every single day as soon as it hits the geeky universe. Now, without further ado, the reason you're all here, let's jump into those brand new comics for the week. Fresh Polls. First off this week, we are jumping into Image Comics and a brand new number one by the title Geiger, or is it Geiger? For the longest time, I'd always pronounced HR Geiger, and then I learned that it was actually Geiger. So hopefully someone can clarify that, but let's talk about the book. So this is from the creative minds of Jeff Johns and Gary Frank. And I gotta admit, I rather enjoy this book. Now I want you to know it is not a long book. It's, it's very short, but it gets straight to the point. And for an issue one, it definitely does the job of keeping you intrigued and interested as to where the book will go moving forward. So just sort of the premise here is that we've got an, a post-apocalyptic, well, post-nuclear war world, and we kind of meet this character by the name of Tariq Geiger, and we see that he's trying to get his family into a fallout shelter because it looks like there's going to be nuclear holocaust. And as he's attempting to get them there, things don't necessarily go as he plans. And he ends up having to get his family in there without him. And flash forward, the book moves into the future. We find the character or, or what we believe is the character of Tariq, Tariq, sorry, to have fallen victim to this nuclear holocaust. But it turns out that he actually has some powers and he is protecting the fallout shelter in which his family is in. That for me is probably the reason why I cannot wait to continue this series. I think this is something I've never really uh, seen before when we, when we look at post-apocalyptic stories. Um, a man whose family is basically in a fallout shelter, they will not be able to get out you know, after a certain amount of years and he's just out there protecting that shelter from bandits and who knows what else might come their way. 
Now we do get the glimpse of the villain of the story. Turns out to be a crazy angry prince. So hopefully that's going to be a lot of fun. Definitely seeing how that character tries to uh, go up against the boogeyman, I should call him, because we do see that Geiger is somewhat of a boogeyman in this futuristic world. But once again, Geiger issue number one from Image Comics, it's definitely worth a read. And I cannot wait for issue two. I think that this one, as long as it continues with this sort of uh, cliffhanger, uh, cliffhanger-esque storytelling, I will definitely continue to pick it up. So what exactly is the hotness for me this week? The hotness is Venom. The hotness is the king in black. Now, this is a little different than how we normally do things here because these two issues tie into each other. These two issues cannot survive without the other. Now, that is, of course, Venom, issue number 34, and King in Black, issue number five. Now, Venom is written by the incomparable Donny Cates. We've got amazing art from Ivan Coelho, and then of course, King in Black, still written by Donny Cates. However, we've got art from the ever, ever awesome Ryan Stegman. Now, why this is so important for me, obviously, if you've been listening to the show, you know that I am a diehard Venom guy, I've been reading it for quite some time and it's just getting better and better and better. And this is what I have been waiting for. This is the culmination of almost two years of storytelling. Now, the last time we talked about Venom, we talked about that Captain Universe first, uh, Universe Force, uh, basically hunting him down, finding him. And we had Venom who was so close to death, pretty much dead. And we didn't know what exactly was gonna happen with the character. Well, long story short, Venom is back and he's back big time, baby. There's a point between these two stories, of course, Venom 34 and King in Black number five, where we have Venom call for Mjolnir straight out of Thor's hands. Then he grabs the surfer's board and combines the two into a most epic battle axe. Venom goes one-on-one -on -one with the King in Black Null himself. And it is just an epic battle. He is really showcasing how much more powerful he has become. But then we see that this is not permanent power. Uh, the power of the universe is not something that, that Eddie Brock was meant to wield because of course that power needs to fade and move on to someone else later on down the line. But what we do end up getting is after Eddie has basically saved not just the world, but all of the symbiote hive from the grasp of Null, that hive mind still needs, needs a leader. And that's where we've realized that Eddie is now connected to the entire hive. Eddie is the symbiote race, basically. I mean, they all follow him. And it's at this point that we realize this is a completely different Venom. This is not the Venom that we've known for 20 plus years. Venom moving forward is possibly going to be one of the most powerful 
characters within the Marvel Universe. And for me, I am on board, baby. I am definitely on board. I have, I'm, I bought 10 tickets. I'm, I'm putting on the VR. I'm, 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 I'm plugging in uh, intravenously, however you call it. I mean, I love it. I love what Donnie Cates is doing with King and Black. And I would almost say that I like what's going on with Venom more than what is happening with the X-Men. So once again, I do highly recommend you jump into this Venom arc. That is Venom issue number 34, King in Black issue number five. And we are inching ever so close to Venom 200. Well, there you have it, Geeks and Geekettes. Three hot comic books off the presses. Highly recommended by myself for you to go check out. That's King in Black, issue number five, Venom number 34, and Geiger, issue number one. Now, I do want to thank you so much for stopping by, listening to the episode, whether it's on YouTube or, of course, your downloaded podcast for your cell phone. I definitely appreciate it. And I want to remind you, we are trying to find that sweet spot. So for the next couple of weeks, possibly next couple of months, we will be trying a bunch of different things in hopes of finding what works best for Talk Geekly, not just for myself and my schedule, but of course to make sure that I am providing you with the best geeky news, the best geekly comic books, and all that geekly goodness that you have known to love over the past two years. So once again, check out the Facebook at Talk Geekly, the YouTube channel by the same name, and as always, keep it geekly. What's that in the sky? It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Talk Geekly!